Hey guys, Esther here. You're about to hear the first installment of Exhibit A, a segment where I scrape the internet for outdoor and outdoor adjacent news for my friends to react to and break down. Fair warning, this episode does include strong language. None of this is intended for kids and it's all in a comedic space. So hope you enjoy it. How are you? Look at your glasses. We can't both wear glasses. The only reason I'm wearing them is because I was getting blistering migraines looking at the computer all year. So I had to get some blue blockers. Are those blue blocking glasses? Yeah. Ugh, I probably need that. I got the LASIK, so I don't need... You know. Oh wow! Okay, okay, okay. You like you still have your original <laughs> eyeballs? <laughs> wow, you are yeah. a peasant. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting LASIK. You are a peasant. Yeah, in that case. I, yeah, I am because I still have my birth eyeballs. <laughs> now I got mine to it. <laughs> you got your eyes did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had a snowstorm in Michigan. I saw. Did you guys have a snowstorm? Not the same day you did. It was like uh, two days before. So we had a snowstorm and naturally the power went out. Of course. Um, It was like, hey, no, you just bought a house. (laughs) Try this. (laughs) I was like, what do we do? At least you got to test out your fireplace, right? No, I don't want to. Look, I bought I was really all puns intended stoked about the fireplace. Ooh. Oh, you see what I did there? It's not fun when you need it to actually heat your house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is why people only live to be 30 back in the day, because this is a lot of work to just <laughs> maintain homeostasis. I had to set an alarm to wake up and put logs on the fire. What did you even set the alarm on? You on know, my on your phone. phone? Oh, on my phone. You're really, really out here. Yeah. Cutting it close. We had to put the mattress by the fireplace. The house was cold. I was like, yo, how did people do this? They just slept with all their clothes on. <laughs> That's why. Legit, yeah. I slept with a thermal base layer. And so what was now- the temperature my, outside? I don't know. I wasn't really worried about that. It was cold. That was sure. the temperature. <laughs> now that winter is finally here, I had a moment where I was like, are we going to have a winter? It's still pretty warm. Exactly. I had been putting off getting a coat. I didn't have a winter coat. I was still wearing jackets. Of course you were. (laughs) Because it was not that cold. And literally went to North Face, got a coat. And the next day, there was a storm. Oh, blessings. Blessings on you. May 2021 be the year of being ahead of the curve. (laughs) By one day. But okay. By what? That's fine. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So I've never really bought anything at the North Face. People have given me things from the North Face, but I've never been like, I'm going inside of the North Face store. <laughs> Here's my money for this purchase. Please oh my give God. me a bag. I tried on this parka. It looked really great on me. Of course it did. I could and not then, find the price tag. Sure. And then I finally found it. Yeah. That coat was $700. <laughs> have you ever seen those cartoons where the, the person runs out of their clothes and the clothes are just hanging there? Just like suspended in the air. That was me. It just, the coat was in the air for a couple seconds and floated gently to the ground. Did you go to like a retail store or the outlet? I went to the outlet. (laughs) They were like, like, it's on sale, but the original price is $700. And I was like, it doesn't matter what it's on sale for. (laughs) Is it 90% off? Right. 
is this a hundred percent off? Because I don't need this. I don't need to spend seven hundred dollars so on a coat. My, my mom, speaking of expensive coats, my mom saw a physician at her hospital walking around with her coat like a backpack. Because there are some coats out here that have straps oh, where you no. can carry it on your back so you don't have to carry it on your arm, right? And we're sitting and talking about it. And she's like, I really want one of those. Why? I'm like, oh, okay, what's it called? And she's like, a Canada goose. Okay, no. So, okay. <laughs> you can was... have a Chicago pigeon. <laughs> I don't. You can have. They um, sell a version of that on Devon, and it's just as good. It's exactly. got the same straps. Exactly. Just don't move around too much. <laughs> it might be a duck on there. It might be a pigeon. It might be a goose. We don't really know. There might still be a person wearing it yeah. when you put it on your back. Exactly. But that one's like $1,100. I don't really be outside like that. <laughs> I'd be outside, but not like that. <laughs> not like that. That is a professional grade price range to me you're a professional person that goes outside <laughs> you're a professional outside person professional pedestrian you're a professional pedestrian so i saw this jacket at the north face it was 700 dollars. as i was aggressively putting it back on the rack i heard a commotion <laughs> tell me why there were two middle-aged white women arguing at the counter of the North Face. About? And one one started calling the other one Karen. <laughs> this is what happened. Listen, in the wild. In the wild. I hike, I camp, I canoe, I work from home. I'm not a huge shopper, so I don't really go outside like that. Like, I'm not, like, among people. Correct. And, of course, yes. the first time I'm, like, let me go to a store instead of ordering something online. I'm like, oh, I'm in an Instagram video now. <laughs> this is the internet still. I can't get out. Hello, world star. <laughs> so this is what happened. So this woman, we'll just call her white woman number one, went to return a jacket that she allegedly just bought. And the people at North Face were like, this is covered in stains. We can't. Okay take this back and she no. was like i'm white and they were like you know what you're right we will oh, take back the coat lovely the problem was even after they were returned like processing her return she was still going in on the girl behind the counter for what just like basically how dare you even imply that this coat was in a pie eating contest even though it clearly looks like it has been I wrangle cows on the weekend, but like, I, I wasn't wearing the coat. <laughs> it's like, but how did this coat get to look like this? It didn't leave the store like this. And she was just like, you shouldn't even be asking me any questions. Wow. I'm assuming oh this is the one that got called Karen. No, that's oh the part. So white woman number two is standing behind her patiently and sees her berating this retail worker. And it's like, they're already giving you what you want. Just let it go. Oh, she overstepped. And number one turns around and is like, stay out of it. Stop being a Karen. Now, pause for a second. Pause, pause. Because this is the point 
at, this is me looking between the the, the racks rack. of overly pri- overpriced <laughs> coats. Like, are they arguing? Because, you know, sometimes when white people argue, their tone stays in a suburban Flat. range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but the words they're saying are fighting words. Those are, those are hostile syllables coming out I of I looked mouth. at Maggie. I'm like, are they angry? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh-oh. Trying to reconcile what I'm hearing versus the hand gesture. I can't oh, understand. God. So this is the point where I would have been like, don't, hey guys, don't really care about what's going on here, but actually you're the Karen because you're berating a retail worker about a return that's already being processed while <laughs> using a word out of context and reinforcing the reason black people ushered it into the lexicon to begin with. And y'all mm. better be done with this by the time I'm ready to check out because I don't be Karen. Right. <laughs> Unlike y'all, I don't be Karen. Don't be Karen. Wrap it up before homegirl gets back to let me know if they got any more balaclavas because I'm ready to go home. I've already been among you for far too long, clearly. <laughs> I get- I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh my God. Yeah. White women calling each other Karen and not even using the word right, I think is the biggest form of cultural appropriation and is unfortunately setting a tone for 2021 that, that I'm not excited stunning. about. It's, it's truly stunning. She was really aggressive. She's like, don't be a Karen. Okay, Karen. I was like, but you're Karen. All right. This is not my business. <laughs> you're Karen. Sorry. <laughs> You gotta You're stay not, out of white folks business okay? i have to stay out of white folks was the poor young lady um was she also white yes it was very i was so confused when i looked through those hangers i was like what is going is. on over there look at these people destroying their community <laughs> I, just, white I, white hate. <laughs> I guess they really are being affected by this quote-unquote lockdown really getting to them like if you want to wear the coat and eat hot pockets that bust all over the coat (laughs) and then try to give it back to north face that's your business and no one should even ask you no one should ask you or be in a position to ask you any questions if you're within that 90 day returns give me my hot pockets this coat has lots of pockets how do you know i put these ones on Cold pockets. It's like, man. Warm pocket. Like, <laughs> oh my God. It says this jacket's supposed to be good in extreme temperatures and it couldn't handle any of the hot pockets I put on them. So, not you're going to have to take roll. this back. I want all my money back. I don't want store credit. <laughs> I want cash. That was hilarious. Okay. That's incredible. So, I found a story on the internet that I, I, I feel like get is so anxious when you start talking. <laughs> is very appropriate i found a story on the internet that is very much in line and on brand with the way that i want to start out this segment this is about to be some bullshit y'all so have you ever seen the documentary the octopus teacher no but i had it explained to me by my niece in great detail so i feel like i saw it for those of you listening, if you haven't seen The Octopus Teacher, it's it's basically about this guy who spends a ridiculous amount of time underwater studying and photographing this one octopus, which is kind of funny because at the beginning of the documentary, he was talking about having this crisis and wanting to become a better father and husband and spend more time doing what he loves. 
And then for the rest of the documentary, he was underwater with this octopus. And I was like, sir, where is that family you spoke of? <laughs> I saw his son one time. It's like, we've clearly lost sight of the original premise of this. This is why he's in the water. He's already. he's a terrible father. Yeah, but he was like, this really helped me. I'm like, but then you abandoned them and went <laughs> to be with this octopus. I'm not sure what's going on here but i will continue watching with the octopi um it got i was like a little uncomfortable (laughs) anyway i'm just gonna skip over that i was just like okay the octopus like what am i looking at (laughs) like what is this (laughs) keeps coming back okay i guess i'm trying to have kids (laughs) the octopus was like what are your intentions i don't know because i'm trying to procreate this is actually a two bedroom the whole time i was watching the documentary i thought because he was gonna he was like letting the octopus crawl on his hands and like just this whole thing and i was like listen he's gonna have this octopus on his hand messing with it in its natural habitat and a shark is gonna snatch that right at, and it's gonna be your fault and i'm not gonna watch the rest of this documentary because you did that that's not what happened but i don't think netflix would have published that <clears throat> No, it would have been like a turn. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the theme of the documentary is that octopuses are really smart, complex beings that we haven't even truly begun to understand. I had to Google the plural form of octopus mm-hmm. because I don't like octopuses. There's a third version of the word. It's octopodes. Octopodes? Yes. I don't know if I can say that. Fine. I will say octopodes Correct. because this is a podcast. Octopus are really among the many aliens under the sea. Oh, yes. They can change their color. They can change their texture. But this documentary really opened my eyes to how they change their behavior. Truly hellish. To look like the stuff around them. I don't like it. They pick up. I saw this octopus pick up shells and like just cover itself with shells and walk around the ocean floor covered in shells (laughs) and then reveal itself like a surprise attack like a surprise attack or like using the shells as armor it was insane then my favorite thing my favorite thing about this whole documentary is that octopodes walk on two legs have you seen this i just read that let me they have two legs and six arms they're bipeds when they need to be it's like Sis, I was just sliding across the floor because I wanted to. I don't have to be here at all. You could get these legs. You could. <laughs> Let me stand up and show you real quick because you could get these legs. So this is a video of an octopus walking across the ocean floor. Here's one pretending to be seaweed. That's an Aww. octopus. You see the two legs? It's just yeah. oh, made its arms my. rough. And this is the one walking like it's going to the store. (laughs) That is the stuff of nightmares. But the one walking with the shell is like kind of low key footworking. Like, look at this. This octopus is just walking (laughs) with two legs. It's daily stroll. Like it's just going running to the corner store. I love how it just like picked up all the other arms. too. Yeah. Every once in a while, you just got to be like, you know what? Let me just run over here real quick because I can't be messing <laughs> with y'all. Like time. this is taking way too long. 
someone is about to snatch that shell, I've got to go. That is my shell. I have got to go. The octopus just started walking like it was trying to get something from Black Friday. Just started, <laughs> got up and was like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> just real quick. I don't usually do this. I'm just going to do it once. <laughs> I love it when animals walk on two legs because that's really them being like, I don't have time for this right now. I just need to go over there. Yeah. Wow. Don't have time. So. I'm going to show you a video of an octopus pretending to be seaweed. You see this octopus? The octopus oh God, is like among that. seaweed. And then it starts just billowing after it's changed its body texture to look like the seaweed. And it's just oh. like floating back and forth with the other actual seaweed. Oh my God. I feel like it would be peaceful, but this video is, oh God, is, that, is it going to eat that fish? Now here's the thing. And it's funny that you just mentioned, like, you feel like this would be peaceful. The whole reason octopods do this is to either avoid being eaten or to eat other things. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. An octopus isn't pretending to be seaweed because it thinks you're going <laughs> to think it's cute. Octopods do all of these things. They're clearly very intelligent. They're not just intelligent in the sense that they just blend in with stuff. They move different. To mm -hmm. try to be like, I'm seaweed, I'm a rock, but I'm a rock with legs and I'm going to go over there now and be a rock over there. Just yeah, like truly observing and adapting manipulative, coy right. trickery. I came across a New York Times article where scientists had observed an octopus behaving in a way that was previously never seen before. I don't like where this is going. They observed an octopus punching a fish in the face. <laughs> and it is exactly what it sounds like. So, you know, because sometimes you just, you're tired of the animal stuff. You just got to let somebody yeah. know, like, listen, we're all animals here. I'm an octopus, but I will mush you. Like, I'm not playing on this you ocean floor. You can get these tentacles muffed molly whopped mushed whatever <laughs> what have you all it is. before i show you the video just a little background octopods <laughs> octopods have a i'm just gonna say cooperative for lack of a better term cooperative relationship hunting relationship with fish so okay. they will swim and hunt alongside fish and the fish will like point out where certain prey is and the fish will eat the prey that they eat and the octopods will eat the prey that they eat. But I didn't know that. every once in a while, they're not sure exactly why this happens. Every once in a while, are you looking at the video? Yeah. So this is a video of an octopus. It just punches the fish. Watch the tentacle. What is going on here? I mean, it's a fist too. It's like curled. Yeah. <laughs> it's a curled tentacle. Oh my gosh. So scientists aren't, do you see that one? That was a good one. That one reached. <laughs> this thing really reached out and punched this fish in the head. There it is. <laughs> so scientists don't know why this occurs exactly. They think that it's to reprimand the fish or to remind it like not to steal from the octopus. So basically the octopus is an enforcer and will just punish the fish. I'm going to have to go again with the octopus doing it for the gram. 
Here's my favorite quote. In some cases, there was a clear reason for the aggression. An octopus knocked a fish out of the way so it could grab prey. At other times, it wasn't immediately clear what a fish had done to deserve a wallop. <laughs> Maybe launching a fish into the periphery of the hunting group teaches it a lesson, like not to steal from the octopus. I love an octopus just punching another animal out of spite. Like, you didn't do anything. I just don't like your fish face. A true sucker punch. <laughs> if an octopus can punch a fish in the face, it can definitely punch a person in the face. Oh, yeah, no, anything. Anything like you that come gets down, close enough. You come down with your little glasses <laughs> and your little air tank, <laughs> and you're going to get muffed. I don't know. <laughs> so my second story is a story that I came across in October. For many years now, black and brown people have been trying to contest and rename natural places and landmarks because mm -hmm. a lot of them have names that are really racist. Yeah. Right? Very, yeah. So on October 24th, this is a direct quote, the Oregon Geographic Names Board, which is OGNB, which I keep looking at and being like OBGYN, but that's a different <laughs> problem that I have. You're only one letter off. I, I can see it. The Oregon Geographic Names Board voted in favor of the proposed name of Jackson County's Negro Bend Mountain to Ben Johnson Mountain, honoring the life of the first known black homesteader on the mountain. Um, so just, I know, I know, I know. So first of all, who's Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson was, this is a quote, Ben Johnson was a black man born in Alabama in 1834 who came to Oregon in 1853, settling in a Jackson County community called Uniontown along the Applegate River. On a mountain near town, he built a blacksmith shop where he lived and worked between 1868 and 1869 and at the height of the area's mining boom. By 1870, Johnson had left Jackson County and settled in Albany, Oregon, where he married Amanda Gardner, a former slave, and continued to work as a blacksmith. He died in 1901 at the age of 66. So the point is to, oh my gosh, it gets, it gets so much worse. So Ben Johnson cabin was on the mountain. I'm quoting the page here again. At some point while Johnson lived there, or just after, the mountain became known as, are you ready for this? Hard R trigger warning. The mountain became known as Nigger Ben Mountain. This is a quote from the website. The name stood official until 1964, where the U.S. Geological Survey's Board on Geographic Names changed the mountain's name to Negro Ben Mountain. Yeah, get rid of that hard R, everything's fine. Yeah, both the original name, this is me talking now, and the revised name were both done in commemoration. No. And I can just see Sorry, someone no. being like, you know what, we love Ben, love him. Great blacksmith lived over in that building over there. Impeccable work, impeccable. We, we should name this after him. Sure should. And we don't want to confuse him with the other Ben, so no. let's just... Mm -mm. call it call it like it is nigger ben i'm not <laughs> wh what's wrong did i say something wrong we love him we just didn't want to get him confused with the other ben there's so many bens that lived on that mountain in a building that are also blacksmiths, blacksmiths. yeah <laughs> also 
I cannot. So there are many other places that have the word Negro in them in Oregon. So hopefully they get that sorted out. But I just, this is the petty part of me, right? I'm going to focus on the positive because I'm really excited about the fact that this name is getting changed because the Oregon Black Pioneers is a great organization that's doing the work of being like, you need to stop calling it this. We're not happy about this. Please. Please. And thank you. you. Need to stop. Petty part of me comes, comes out because I read that they've been trying to get this name changed for a long time. How long? Um, Let me see. While many of the remaining Negro place names were submitted for replacement over a decade ago, it is only in the past year that a concerted effort has been made to replace the names all at once. First of all, a decade ago was 2011. Who was at the meeting? Like, you know what? I like calling it Negro Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Who? That's just who he was. It's the same lady trying to return that code at North Face. She's like, I like the name. It's Rachel Dolezal. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> have you, are you literally putting in box braids in the middle of this meeting? Ma'am, we have so many tote bags we've already printed <laughs> for the area. Who was at the meeting and was like, we're actually going to keep the name. Thank you so much, Janet, for bringing this up. You've done so much work in history. This very well spoken very articulate you are such a bright young woman (laughs) janet's like i'm 40 first of all i have a phd i'm a grown-ass bitch i'm a grown woman and um we should change this name they're like we're love the suggestion gonna keep calling you negroes this is the thing for me holy shit knowing some of like the crunchy granola people that do things like go on trails and get in mountains. You come back to work the next day, back when people still went to work and looked at each other in the face. And someone was like, what'd you guys do this weekend? Oh, we, you know, took a trail up a mountain. Oh, mm-hmm. really? What, what, mountain? what mountain was it? Let me show you on a map. It's named after this really tall, articulate, <laughs> handsome man. What? Did I mention he was intelligent? He was very well spoken. Like he was very well spoken. Rags to riches story. Okay. Roses and concrete. <laughs> and uh, so, what what is it called? <clears throat> Negro Ben. Negro what? Sorry, excuse me. Who Negro, Ben? Negro Ben. Negro Ben Johnson. I'm sorry. What was that? This is not my. Did not name it. That's just what it's called. Like, it's like God. reading Huckleberry Finn. It's like I didn't write it. I'm just saying what they said. I'm just Negro Ben Johnson. Very articulate. Very no well spoken. No one needs to read that book out loud in class. By the way. Oh my God. So first of all, this is not the only place in Oregon, like I said, with these names. So I pulled up a map. Oh great, Emily. Oh great. <laughs> trigger warning (laughs) fantastic this whole podcast is a trigger warning. emily Hmm? oh my god i have to show you this map with all of the names of the places that people thought that they shouldn't change all at once i'm just gonna read a few of them um trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning some of these don't even have a (gasps) ring to them they just (laughs) i mean i can't i can't as a black person i'm like 
cool. What what trail <laughs> should I visit? What are some of the landmarks? Negro Springs. This only. <laughs> this one's just. It used to be called Nigger Rock. Just Nigger Jack mm. Creek. The 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 one with the hard R was the original name, and then someone had a great idea to just call them Negro. So now there's two, three, Negro Rocks. One's a Negro Rock Reservoir. <laughs> I can't. I just, but this is a thing that's part of an issue in the outdoor community. There's other work around the country that's focused on changing racist, sexist, transphobic names. I mean, you name it. The first people to go on a route or to climb a mountain or whatever, some of those people are just the worst. There's a woman named Jalen Young. Her organization is called Climb Climb the Gap. They're collecting a list of problematic route names and working to get them changed. And there is actually a sheet, like an, a Google sheet that you can contribute to and see all of the problematic route names. How many and they're working to there? get them changed. Just to give you a peek at the scope of the problem, this last time I checked, the list had 300 route names on it. And these ones on this map of Oregon are mild compared to just like, this is very much a part of the conversation about systemic racism in this country. And even though this isn't like the first example that someone might point out, it very much highlights the fact that like how why would I even go to Oregon when you have 13 separate landmarks? Still titled Negro, whatever. Why would I even go to it's that? It's not state? just Oregon, though. It's, but that's what I mean. It's just like. Yeah. Yeah. I know. What? When we talk about going back and changing something, what something is called, things like Negro Knob are one thing. Taking down the statues of slave owners are one thing. But the types of names on this list are a completely different category under the umbrella of what this issue looks like. These names are next level problematic. Jungle fever, the Uh noose, whore. This one's just called whore. First black in space, midget digits, urban gorilla, grape ape. This one's called Fat Women, Corporate Slut, Red Devil. Wait, wait, wait. This wait. Pussy Eats You, Kamikaze. Is that real? Are these this, real? This, these are real route names. You can see exactly where they are. When someone first climbs something or whatever, they get to name it and say, here's a new route that I, I found. The same way you get to name anything, like negro knob bend or whatever like the people who do it first who are there first culturally get to name it and they named this one lesbian friends scantily clad bimbo dark and long sweet little whore the rapist nazi party animal aryan way has anyone investigated what has taken place on these trails? This one's called Cheeks of Chong. 
what the fuck is wrong with y'all? So what happens is if you're like, I'm looking for a place to climb around here in guidebooks, there's specific guidebooks in here to these certain areas. And on these pages of these guidebooks is like, if you like this one, you're going to love midget toss, like just (laughs) horrible. (laughs) And you have to look at this and be like, I'm going to go here. This sounds like a safe space for me. really trying to go to Chong's This is on brand for me. You open a page in a book and you're like, hmm. So do you want to climb your wife or do you want to like raft down Nigger Creek? Which one? I mean, this is called lynch mob. So anyway, moving on. Emily, I can't. I'm just, I'm exhausted by looking at the spreadsheet. So please go to Climb the Gap and Donate, engage with the organization, add to the spreadsheet, help support their work because I can't do this. It's just too infuriating to even think about going down this list and thinking about the type of people that name, support, and find this acceptable. Ha, Emily. We have strayed so far. Strayed so far. I went down the rabbit hole of every day looking we at these names. i have one more thing to show you dear god and it is a really good because you know animals are always the first to know i believe <laughs> like in the movies when a tsunami's coming and the birds fly away and ever since i saw animals taking to the streets during covid oh, was i was like they're really sick amazing. of us they yeah. are tired of us. They could yeah. not wait for us to go inside. They were so... I wish I could feel that joy once in my life. It was like the whiz. They unzipped, but there were still animals underneath. <laughs> <laughs> they were just in the streets. Dancing in I the streets. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was a, and we were inside looking at them like we can't go out there. So there is a photo that I've mm-hmm. been seeing circulate all over the internet for a couple years now. And I thought, okay, I'll take a closer look. I'll get, I'll skim it. I don't really care that much, but this is hilarious. So there's a picture of a gorilla and the gorilla has its fist balled up, looking straight into the camera, biting its lip. Like it's about to swing on whoever is holding this camera. Is this I saw the theme this, of this episode? That's correct. Bites in the wild? Okay. That is, it's called What You Deserve. <laughs> so let me just read the story. I'll show you the picture. Okay. This is just a clip, a snippet. So this photographer, Christophe Courteau, Courteau, was photographing mountain gorillas in Rwanda. And according to him, these gorillas are usually timid, but not today. On this day, a silverback gorilla literally stood up to him and was like, you gonna learn a day, basically. Balled up his fist. And when I saw this picture, I was like, oh, clearly this man was missing. There was an investigation. They found this camera in the woods and they flipped through the pictures and this was the last one. And they're like, oh, he died. Like that is the only thing. So I'm about to show you this picture. Oh my gosh. It's just such a progression of photos. So the first photo I'm going to show you is the actual picture of the gorilla. The first picture, the viral photo that's been going around the internet. <laughs> the gorilla is like, didn't I tell you it's biting its lip? It Wait. has a fist balled up. 
And the arm is swung back. It's cocked back. It is cocked back. Yo. Can you I imagine can looking feel, through a camera that you found and this is the last photo you saw on the camera? I can feel the potential energy of this punch coming towards me and I am frightened. And it's got its brows just a little low. There's just something about the way oh it's looking into the God. soul. Like I am about to send you back to mitochondrial <laughs> Eve. You really going to see the evolution of man in this. So can, I'm going to show you the other photo here. Cause this is, I'm going to show you the other photo after. So the first photo I'm showing Emily is the picture of the gorilla with his arm cocked back. I will post these on my Instagram. The next photo is the picture that they took. <laughs> The next photo is a picture that they took of the person that this was done to. It's the only way to really put it. So the gorilla is on him. And all you see are some plastic boots oh, in the air. <laughs> and the gorilla's on oh him. Like God. the gorilla really said, no. run up and get done up. And then I love that there's someone in the top right just in the bushes. Like, I can't be involved. This, I've like, seen ooh, too much. You, are you okay? No one's going to help you. So, yeah, he mm. he got this photo off wow. and the gorilla was like, bet. But also look at the gorilla's butt. <laughs> she thick. Oh, my God. So, I love the first, the first photo in this series. When you see the first photo in this series, it's the gorilla looking at the camera like he's about to walk over there to begin this entire process. He's standing on a branch with his feet hands and he's standing up and he's looking at the camera like an annoyed father that's about to really come over there because he already told you once and now he's coming over there. Look at that. He's like, didn't he's I tell you oh. to stop taking pictures he told of his friend. He's like, hold on, go, hold go on. Go to the back there. Stand over here real quick. <laughs> He's not listening. You don't want to catch this. Hold on. Can you go stand over there real quick? What part of stop taking pictures of me don't you understand? Bro, his face is so grave. It's his, just like. It's grave. Grave is a great word for it. The boots in the air one is my favorite one because <laughs> a picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, that really said it all. Yeah. Yeah, in case you're wondering how we get down over here. So that is you that is, can and you will get Molly in nature. Okay. Hands and feet, feet, hands, all of it. So, oh, yeah, we God. have um, learned a lot today. <laughs> I am going to go down the rabbit hole of how many other animals have been caught punching things. In and nature. just sometimes you just got to stand up. Walk over to somebody and say, and if you him. don't rename <laughs> each and every one of these, talk all about of, you doing it now. No, them. you're not. And why is that even a thing that you have to petition? That's like, what I'm saying. Who was at the meeting? Like, I really think we should preserve the history of calling you niggers. I just feel like that's part of our history. I just think that this is part of our history and I grew up calling it Negro Ben and I feel like my kids it's like if you don't take this How tote bag know where it is what what are we gonna call it can we even swim there now or white people allowed like <laughs> ma'am 
see this is why i can't do this work emily everyone should support the people doing the work because if i was there if i was in the room when someone was like you put this request in over 10 years ago we have conferred amongst ourselves we're gonna keep negro i'd be like i'll be standing next to your prius in the parking lot i can't let you leave here in this state i can't do it it's like now we voted for obama yeah and you're gonna vote for these hands too i've yeah. got two ballots right here you know i just <laughs> got elected counted twice molly wop wanted to come coming for you well yeah. thank you for another amusing and disgusting conversation that this is this is see you outside i think the best outdoor podcast in the world <laughs> There are going to be many segments. I need to talk about this for a second. So, you know, I've been working on some more narrative stuff. It's long form, takes research. That takes a while to put together and do it right. Mm -hmm. There needs to be room also for just casual nature and nature adjacent conversation because it's just too serious. Honestly, I started this podcast. I was talking like I was on PBS and that's not me. <laughs> I mean, it is me. It is me. Yeah, it kind of is. But then this is also me True. watching people fight at North Face <laughs> and being like, you're destroying your own communities. And then being like, this is why I'm in the woods because I can't be near you. All right, guys, that is the first installment of Exhibit A. Tell me what you think on Instagram. Look out for the photos that we referenced, and I will talk to you next time.